Are you unsure about whether or not timeout is an effective consequence? Does your child seem to forget to obey on a regular basis? Are you concerned that you spend too much time on correction and not enough time on connection? Do you wonder what in the world these things have in common? Well, then we're glad you're joining us for today's episode. It's another Q&A episode. I'm your host, Katie Morgan, and welcome to Parenting with Ginger Hubbard. Ginger is the best-selling author of Don't Meet and Count to Three, Wise Words for Moms, and I Can't Believe You Just Said That. She speaks at women's events, parenting conferences, and homeschool conventions across the country. You can check out her parenting resources and find out when she's speaking in or near your area at gingerhubbard.com. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for updates so you'll always know about new podcast episodes. You'll also receive a free gift from Ginger when you sign up. If you enjoy this podcast and find it encouraging, would you prayerfully consider partnering with us to make a monthly or even a one-time donation? Whether it's a dollar a month or $20 a month, your support helps to sustain this podcast and keep it on the air. If you feel led to partner with us, just go to gingerhubbard.com support to donate any amount. Thank you for your support, which enables us to further our mission to help parents reach the hearts of their children for the glory of God. Katie, before we get started with questions from our listeners, I want to throw something out there. We recently talked about having my daughter Alex come on the podcast with us to talk about some of the things that she wants to do differently as far as parenting when she's a mom. I think it would also be fun if Alex answered some questions from our listeners. So for those of you who are familiar with my books, or you've heard me speak on the topic of biblical parenting, or you've just been listening to the podcast, if you could ask my adult kids any question, what would you ask? If you'll go to gingerhubbard.com slash askginger and just specify that it's a question for Alex, I'll pass your questions on to her and we'll let her answer when she's on the show with us. I can also pass them on to Wesley, but we might have to read his answers because he's a little mic shy. <laughs> or I don't know, I might can talk him into coming on. We'll just, we'll just have to see about that. Okay, Katie, what's our first question for today? Well, our first listener question is from Amanda Zachos. Mm, I think makes me want some nachos. Or maybe a hot dog. Yeah. Hot dog. <laughs> I love her name, Zachos. I think, I hope I'm saying that correctly. I think you are. Zachos rhymes with nachos. That's, that's how I did it. So yeah. I love her name too. It just makes me hungry. <laughs> well, Amanda's question came in on Ginger's Instagram account and she says this. Hi, Ginger. I just found your podcast and I'm hooked. I love how you label the action like willful defiance. You mentioned that there would be a more effective consequence than timeout and you weren't a fan of it because of power struggles. I have found that with my four and a half year old boy, it becomes a struggle to keep him in timeout. What do you suggest for consequences or discipline? Thanks so much. Love your wisdom. Hi, Amanda. I'm so glad you're finding the podcast encouraging. And you're right. I'm not a big fan of timeout because in my experience, it often leads to power struggles. When kids disobey and we put them in timeout and they decide that they don't like timeout and they're not going to sit in timeout and then they get up, well, then we have two acts of disobedience to deal with instead of one. That's called doubling our workload, and we don't want to do that. So we want to avoid power struggles whenever possible. Now, I will say I use timeouts with my kids before they disobeyed. In other words, if I could tell that they were starting to get an attitude in the way they were talking to me or by the look on their face, or if I sensed that they were in limbo about whether or not to obey, that's when I would use timeout. I would say something like, okay, 
I think you need to stop right there. It seems that your attitude might not be right and that you might be about to respond foolishly. So go take a few minutes to consider how you might respond wisely because that's going to work out so much better for you. (laughs) So I didn't use timeout as a consequence, but more as a time to reflect on the choice that was set before them to either obey or disobey. I found timeouts very beneficial for encouraging them to think before they speak and to ponder their actions beforehand and consider what the outcome might be if they choose the path of disobeying. Lots of bad choices and consequences were avoided by using timeout as a time of reflection when I sensed a bad decision was potentially about to go down. Another way I used timeouts was for myself whenever I was in the heat of the moment with my kids and sensed that I was about to respond badly. You know that feeling of anger is coming on when the blood starts going to your face. That's when we need a timeout. It's better for us to take a few minutes to remove ourselves from the situation and pray that God would make our hearts right before we correct our kids. God uses prayer to change a wrong attitude of having to deal with our kids' bad behavior to a heart of gratitude that we get to deal with our kids' bad behavior. When we pray, our perspective moves from frustration to opportunity. We begin to lean into those moments and see them for what they are, opportunities to point our children to their need for Jesus to bring about change, not just in their behavior, but in their hearts. So we found that timeout was beneficial for us before the crime was committed. (laughs) But what about after the crime is committed? Amanda, that's what you're asking. If we don't use timeout as a consequence for disobedience, then what consequence do we use? I've said it before, and I'll say it again. That's just not a quick answer. But I thoroughly address what the Bible says specifically about consequences for disobedience. And when I say disobedience, I mean direct intentional defiance. Uh, I talk about that in the last four chapters of my book, Don't Make Me Count to Three. And I also address it in session three of my audio seminar on reaching the heart of your child. Both of those resources are available on my website. Okay, Ginger, our next question is from Mary Jane in Alabama. She's a grandma, and I want to say that we love to hear that there are grandmothers listening to our podcast. I know it does my heart good to know that these women and maybe some grandpas who listen as well desire to continue being a part of that village that it takes to raise our kids. (laughs) And we do hope that this podcast is informative and a huge encouragement to you grandparents out there. Yep. And that's right, Katie. And let me just chime in real quick here and say that I recently spoke with Josh Mulvihill, who wrote a book called Biblical Grandparenting. And I just loved what he had to say about the role of grandparents, what it is and what it's not. I totally think we should have him on the show to talk about some of those things, because I believe our listeners who are grandparents would find it super helpful and encouraging. And even some of our listeners who might be having some trouble with grandparents not being on the same page with parenting methods or grandparents who have great intentions but might be overstepping boundaries. Now, obviously, I'm not talking about grandparents who are actually raising their grandchildren. That would be a whole different topic. You know, Ginger, this is not just a show for parents. It's also a show for grandparents. So if you're listening and you're a grandparent, please don't hesitate to submit any questions you might have as well through the website, gingerhubbard.com. Okay, so Mary Jane is helping her single daughter raise her seven-year-old son. And since she is part Grammy and part mommy, she refers to herself as Grammy, which is super cute. I love that. (laughs) So this is what Grammy says. When we tell him to do things, he doesn't. And when we confront him about his disobedience, he says, 
I didn't hear you. Or I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Never heard that before. I know. That age old selective hearing and memory loss. When kids say, I didn't hear you or I forgot, I do think we should be careful not to accuse them of lying because it is a possibility that they're telling the truth. Probably a slim possibility, but a possibility just the same. And we would never want to falsely accuse a child of lying who, in fact, is telling the truth because that would discourage them. So unless you are absolutely certain, it's probably best to err on the side of mercy because while it is our responsibility to discipline and instruct disobedient children, it is not our right to judge the motives of their hearts. Mm. Uncertainty as to whether or not the child is lying to cover up disobedience makes the issue of whether or not to discipline them uh, when they say things like, I didn't hear you or I forgot, it makes it a gray area. So the real question is, what can we do to make a gray issue a black and white issue so that there is no uncertainty? Then we're able to move forward in confidence with correction. So I have a few suggestions for doing this. First, we want to get down eye-to-eye level with the child, especially young children, with your instructions, and require them to respond with, yes, ma'am, or yes, mom, if you're not from the South. I often ended my instructions to my kids with, yes, ma'am, Like it was a question almost. So I'd say something like, go put your shoes in the closet. Yes, ma'am. Or it's time for dinner, so go wash your hands. Yes, ma'am. Just that simple encouragement for them to respond with yes, ma'am at the end of my instruction or yes, mom, can really make a difference in them choosing to obey. If your child has trouble focusing on your instructions, you might even require that he repeat those instructions back to you. Also, It's usually a good idea to only give one instruction at a time so they're not overwhelmed, especially for those younger children or kids who struggle with attention deficit or kids with special needs. So you wouldn't want to say, go brush your teeth, put on your pajamas and straighten your room. It's better to break those down into one thing at a time, which is going to be less overwhelming for them. Uh, It's going to help prevent exasperating them, and it's going to eliminate the I forgot excuse. If you give your child clear instructions and require him to respond that he understands those instructions, then he chooses to, to disobey There's no gray area, and there should be a consequence for direct disobedience. Something else I like to try, Ginger, is to make sure I touch my kids while I'm giving instructions, especially little Mm -hmm. boys who have such a tendency to be distracted Mm -hmm. um, at a particular age. Um, And they also have difficulty. I've noticed this more with boys than with girls. They have difficulty hearing, you know, the instructions that are given. But if we gently—I'm not talking about, like, pull them up by the scruff of the neck— but if we gently (laughs) just touch their arm or even Mm -hmm. put their little hand—their face in our hands, Mm -hmm. um, oftentimes— that is what is required to sort of open up those ears. But uh-huh. it is funny to me how, you know, they can forget something you told them to do two minutes ago, but they remember that you told them two years ago that they could eat a piece of candy or something. I mean, that's remarkable <laughs> to me. It's just, it's yeah. just remarkable. All right. Here's another question. Brittany in Georgia says, hi, I'm a mom of a 13-year-old girl and a five-year-old boy. I believe I made too many mistakes with my 13-year-old daughter. I apologize often, but she's tired of hearing it. I struggle with anger. When her father went through addiction, I focused too much on my own healing. I focused too much on correction rather than connection. Now it's a struggle to connect with her. She has a phone with TikTok. I regret giving her the phone because of the amount of time she spends on it and her complaints about the time limits. That puts a restraint on our relationship, but not sure how to go back on it. 
with it being helpful for us. I would appreciate any advice. Hi, Brittany. When you say you made too many mistakes and apologize often and your daughter is tired of hearing it, it sounds like you're continuing to apologize for mistakes you've made in the past. If you're asking forgiveness for the same past mistakes over and over, I'm wondering if you're having a hard time forgiving yourself and it's coming out in excessive apologies to your daughter. Jesus says it's not necessary to revisit past mistakes and continue to seek forgiveness for something he's already forgiven. 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. He also says in Psalm 103, 12, as far as the East is from the West, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. We know that once we've confessed our sins and received his forgiveness, we don't have to keep beating ourselves up about it, and we don't have to keep apologizing to him or to anyone else. Romans 8, 1 assures us that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I encourage you to walk in that truth because you're continuing to ask forgiveness from your daughter may be coming across to her as self-deprecation, which can cause her to lose respect for you. You've asked forgiveness, so now it's time to let bygones be bygones and let your daughter see you walking in confidence and gratefulness uh, that you are a forgiven child of God. Well, and Ginger, you know, it could also cause her daughter to think that her own forgiveness hasn't been well received. So it's Mm. a big deal to forgive someone who has wronged us. So I want to encourage you, Brittany, to graciously receive that forgiveness from your daughter because it's a gift that she has given to you. Yes. Where would I be without the gift of forgiveness? All of us. (laughs) Where would it? Yeah. Where would any of us be without that gift? I don't know if you and your family have jumped on the monthly membership bandwagon, but my family really has. There are several that we get super excited about, but one of my kids' absolute favorites is called Dwell. Dwell is a monthly membership of scripture designs to help you and your family memorize one Bible verse every month. So we have what's called the Family and Friends membership, and it includes a four by five and a half print of the scripture verse, two key cards with the verse, and this is my favorite part, nine temporary tattoos. The designs are just beautiful, and I think this is a perfect Christmas or a birthday gift that doesn't include just more plastic stuff laying around the house. Actually, I have a funny story about my dwell tattoo. I was having dinner with my parents one night, and I had one on my wrist because we were learning John 8:36. Well, my dad saw it and asked if I had a new tattoo on my arm, and I was like, yeah, Dad, I've had this for almost 10 years. <laughs> and he said, well, I never noticed that before. <laughs> And then I had to confess that I lied to my dad about a fake scripture tattoo. So, you know, don't be like me. To learn more about this wonderful way to help you and your family hide God's word in your heart, go to dwelldifferently.com and use the code GINGER10 to get 10% off your order. Again, that's dwelldifferently.com and use the code GINGER10. As a mom, I can't imagine going back to the good old days where parents just sent their teenagers off in a car without a way to call if they, you know, get into a fender bender with their insurance agent's daughter. That's a true story, I did that. And as my kids mature, I like the idea of them being able to reach me if something happens. Uh, But I don't like the idea of giving my kids access to the entire World Wide Web of wackadoos. This is why I'm ecstatic to introduce you to our sponsor, Gab Wireless. They are the first smartwatch and smartphone provider to actually do something smart when it comes to our kids. 
Gab watches and phones look and feel like all the smart devices on the market, but the great thing is that they don't cost more than a mortgage payment. And they're super safe for kids. There's no internet, no apps, no games, no social media, and no contract. Instead, the Gab watches and phones have just the functionality that is safe for kids and nothing more. Gab watches and phones are just $100 and start at $10 per month for service. But for our podcast listeners, Gab has offered $30 off the price of their watches and phones. Just use the code GINGER at checkout to get your Gab watch or Gab phone for just $70. Go to Gab, that's G-A-B-B wireless.com and use the code GINGER at checkout. Again, that's Gab, G-A-B-B wireless.com and use the code GINGER at checkout. Brittany, you also mentioned that you struggle with anger, and I appreciate your transparency in that. I very much encourage you to seek God in that weakness. If you feel anger about to rear its ugly head before you respond to your daughter and before you blow it, tell her what we just talked about. Mom needs a time out. And then take a minute, go to another room if you can, and pray that God would make your heart right so that you can respond to your daughter in love, not in anger. When we take time to ask for God's help, He promises to give it to us. That's James 1.5. You also said that you focus too much on correction rather than connection. Well, there's definitely a place for both. So maybe set aside one day each week where you spend just some one-on-one time with your daughter doing something that she really enjoys. So say that she likes likes uh, thrift store shopping. Take her on an outing one afternoon. Go, go shop around the thrift stores. If she likes walks, go for a walk one afternoon every week with her and talk about whatever is on her heart. And be careful not to dictate the conversation or to make it about what she needs to do differently. Don't make it a time of lecturing or instructing or advising, Mm -hmm. but a time of just listening and showing genuine interest in the things that interest her. That's really hard. (laughs) It is. (laughs) That's a really hard It is. It is. But good quality time showing interest in their interest and talking Mm. about the things that are important to them can go a long way in connecting with our kids. All right, so let's talk about her phone. If she's obsessed with her phone and it's to the point that it's hindering family relationships and becoming an addiction for, then you aren't doing her any favors by allowing too much time on it. In fact, allowing too much time on it is just going to fuel her addiction. Mm. We don't want to lose our kids to technology Yet that is exactly what's happening with so many kids today. Sometimes we have to be willing to struggle through their resistance and their disappointment and even their anger in order to do what's best for them. So if her phone is obviously unhealthy for her at this time in her life, as her mom who loves her and who's called to nurture her and make hard decisions that are in her best interest then you might consider taking her phone away completely for a season until relationships and attitudes improve. And you would want to be sure to communicate that it's absolutely not punishment, but love that motivates you. You love her too much to allow her to continue down a road of addiction and unhealthy relationships. Also, addictions are idols. So you might say something like, honey, your phone is becoming an addiction for you. And anything that you think you need more than God, desire more than God, and want more than God, that thing is an idol that's going to rob you of the real joy that awaits you in Jesus. 
It's my responsibility to encourage you to not make anything in your life an idol over God, because that idol will lead you to pursuing happiness in places where you're never going to find it. And sweetie, I just love you too much to stand by and allow that to happen. Now, Brittany, I don't want to just brush over the fact that you said your daughter having a phone is helpful for you. So if you choose to let her keep her phone, I would definitely have set boundaries as to when and how long she can use it. And you might even involve her in that decision since she is a teenager. Ask her, sweetie, what do you think would be a healthy amount of time to spend on your phone? Now, granted, depending on her answer, (laughs) there may have to be some major compromising on her part, or it could be in reality, that you just wind up having to make that decision for her. Also, if you choose to let her keep her phone, I'd recommend having an actual time log that she has to keep up with so that there is accountability. She needs lots of accountability if she's going to keep that phone. So maybe have a maximum time allowance per day. And once she's reached that time, maybe she has to turn her phone over to you until the next day. If she, quote, unquote, forgets to log her time, that seems to be the ongoing theme of this episode, (laughs) then perhaps she should lose her phone privilege uh, for a certain amount of time. Loss of privilege is usually a quick cure for memory loss. (laughs) And one more suggestion, I highly, highly recommend the Gab phone. Mm -hmm. That way, she still has a phone because you said that that's really helping you out. So you're able to still connect with her and she's able to connect with anyone else that you feel is okay for her to connect with. But she won't have access to TikTok or to any other app that can be addicting. I totally agree, Ginger. And the great thing about Gab is that, you know, as a parent, we have the peace of mind knowing that our kids can reach us through phone or text if needed, and we can reach them. But they aren't spending countless hours on apps that are designed to be addictive. So Mm -hmm. I'm not at all surprised kids are struggling with addiction. They are designed to create that Mm -hmm. in our kids Um, and in us too. And that's the hard thing. I think a lot of us refrain from removing those devices from our kids because, we might have to do it for ourselves as well. Yeah, because it's our own struggle. Exactly, yep. True. exactly. So if that's something any of our listeners want to consider, we do have a link in our show notes where you can get 30% off the Gab phone. And believe me, it's not the same price as an iPhone or any of these others that are, you know, a mortgage payment. This is already affordable <laughs> and you can also get 30% off. Also, Brittany, if you want more encouragement and information about parenting and technology, I encourage you to go listen to episodes 29 and 30. They're called Parenting in the Digital Age. And hopefully that will be an encouragement to you as you make some really hard decisions for your family. Now is the part of the show where we give a quick tip for parents. Today's quick tip is courtesy of Michaela in California. And Michaela writes this, can't afford babysitters for a regular date night? Sign your children up for a program like Awana or something similar at your local church and use that time every week as an intentional date night with your spouse. Our son goes to Awana once a week from 6.30 to 8, and my husband and I use that time to go out to dinner or just do something fun together before picking him back up. Best part is that it was only $50 for over 30 weeks of, quote, babysitting. (laughs) Don't let a tight budget keep you from having regular date nights with your spouse. Mm, I love that. So while mom and dad are out nurturing their relationship, the kids are being nurtured in their relationship with Jesus. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Awana is a great program for kids to hide God's word in their hearts. So I love this quick tip. Uh, Michaela, thank you for sending that in. It's a win-win for everybody. Googling local 
Awana group. <laughs> Our kids have never done Awana, but I've heard many, many good things about mm-hmm. it. So I'm, yep, I am it's actually awesome. looking into that. I love that tip, Michaela. Thank you so much. If you have a quick tip for our show, we would love to hear from you. It can be any random tip about cooking, housekeeping, something you do with your kids, ideas for fun date nights with your spouse, anything at all. We'd love to share your ideas on the podcast. Just go to gingerhubbard.com slash quick tips to submit those. Ginger, before we close with a final word of encouragement for our listeners, I wanted to share something that I'm sure will be an encouragement to you as it is to me. Here is a review on iTunes from listener Mommy Boha, and she says... Love, love, love this amazing podcast by Ginger. She just said Ginger. It's okay. Um, it, it, is, <laughs> it, it does have your name on it, so I'll, get, I'll give her that. It is desperately needed in a world of precious kids whose parents don't realize they are disobeying God by letting their children run wild. Ginger addresses so many important child-rearing issues, bringing them all under the importance of Scripture. I've got three boys and two girls under the age of 10. And this podcast is by far the most practical and helpful in addressing specific issues. I would love to hear a podcast for truly strong-willed children. And I just love how she snuck in a special request there. <laughs> yeah, I picked up on that. <laughs> and you know, that, that really would be a great episode. It would, it would. And let me just add my appreciation here to what Mama Boha says and give credit where credit is due. <laughs> this podcast would absolutely not be what it is without Katie. I'm telling you guys, the prayer, the wisdom, the work, and the time she spends editing out some of the stupid things I say <laughs> is what makes this podcast so encouraging. Aww. She, y'all just listen, she is the backbone, folks. First and foremost, I'm seeking Jesus on all things related mm. to this show, but Katie is the one I call when I'm in tears <laughs> and ready to give up because podcasting is very hard work. It she's is. talked me off the cliff many times, mm-hmm. and she's the one I count on to hold me accountable and to call me out when I'm out of line with some of the content. If you guys just had access to the edits, you would know exactly <laughs> what I mean, which let me just go ahead and tell you, you're never going to have access to that. <laughs> <laughs> never. <laughs> never. Well, never say never. Well, Al has true. access to it. Al could, do, Al could totally do us wrong. <laughs> I'll have to make sure he stays my friend. That's right. <laughs> God has given, let me just say though, God has really given Katie wisdom beyond her years. And I am so very grateful that she shares that wisdom with me and with our listeners. So thank you, Katie. Well, that's exactly what I wanted, Ginger. I was fishing for that. I had no <laughs> idea you fishing you were for it. Say that. <laughs> Thank you. I'm patting myself on the back over here, but well. I mean, there would be no podcast if it wasn't for Ginger's writing and how much I love your stuff. So I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm grateful that you share all this with us. So um, thank you listeners uh, who have rated and reviewed our podcast. We read them, all of them, even the ones that tell us we get off topic too often. And I can see why someone would think that. It is Ginger's fault. She gets off topic a lot. (laughs) It's all me. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, we really do appreciate your feedback. We are learning and growing as we seek the Lord's will for this show. We're not always going to get it right, um, but we appreciate your prayers, your encouragement, and your honest feedback along the way. Mm -hmm. So Ginger, can you please leave us Leave our listeners with a final word of encouragement. Sure. Parenting is not just hard work, it's heart work. And no one knows the heart better than the one who created it. Mm. All of these tips and suggestions we make on this podcast are nothing without the work of Christ in the lives of our kids. Mm. So let's do all that we can to train our children in the ways of the Lord. And then let's lay all of our efforts at the feet of Jesus and trust Him to capture the hearts of our kids for His glory. Amen. 
Thank you, Ginger. And thank you so much, listeners, for joining us. If you enjoyed our show and want to hear more, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening. And while you're there, could you leave us a rating or a review? This really is a great help to get the word out about our podcast so that other parents can be encouraged to reach the hearts of their children. Do you have a parenting question? Well, we invite you to submit it at gingerhubbard.com slash askginger, and we'll do our best to answer it in a future episode. And while you're on the website, you can find our show notes, which will include links to anything we mentioned in today's episode. While you're on gingerhubbard.com, you can find Ginger's wonderful resources that will help you get to the heart of outward behavior and address it from a biblical perspective. Today, we're offering her parenting book, I Can't Believe You Just Said That, Biblical Wisdom for Taming Your Child's Tongue at a 10% discount when you use the code parenting at gingerhubbard.com. Ginger also offers a free discussion guide for this book on her website, which is great for book clubs and small group studies. If you'd like daily encouragement and parenting advice from Ginger, be sure to follow her on Instagram at ginger.hubbard. Ginger and I would love to lead a women's event at your church. We offer a one or two day conference as well as a full weekend retreat. If your church might be interested in hosting our women's conference or bringing Ginger in for a parenting conference, please fill out the contact form at gingerhubbard.com and we'll get back to you with more information. Thank you so much for joining us today. We look forward to being with you again next week. Until then, may God bless you as you seek to reach the hearts of your children for the glory of God.